Hello everyone, welcome back to the Social Distance Close-Ups Israel Edition podcast series. I'm your host, Rachel Alexander, and today I'm joined by Yanis Rivlin, Israel's general manager for Berg, an electric vehicle company focused on affordable and sustainable forms of transportation. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure. It's not electric vehicles, electric e-scooters, they're electric scooters. <laughs> Thank you for the correction. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Rachel. For those listening to the podcast, not only is Yaniv responsible for the integration of BIRD in Israel, but he's also a director in the global company. And as a college student who uses BIRD practically 24-7, I'm feeling quite honored to get to interview him. Before working at BIRD, he co-founded a company that provides organizations with a free and unique online platform for raising money and increasing engagement with consumers. He's also a senior program officer for the Charles and Lynn Schusterman Family Foundation, inviting industry leaders to diverse spaces to help them work on repairing the world. Denise's impressive experiences working for Bird was more than enough for me to be interested in interviewing him. But I also chose to interview him since his extensive work in nonprofits and entrepreneurship really intrigued me and I wanted to get to hear it face to face. So hi, Yaniv. We're so happy to have you with us today. Hey, Rachel. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. So I'm going to get started with the first couple of questions. Hearing about your really wide range experiences in a bunch of different industries and sects, I'm interested in how you got to where you are today and like what that journey was like. Awesome. First of all, I'm a true believer in, in trying out everything you can in an early stage. Or you're a sophomore at UCLA. I encourage you to really use that time in university to really figure out and take that time to explore because exploring is a key to understanding what you want and it also gives you a great base to understand it. So I'm all about really a multidisciplinary careers. I think um, especially um, in the world we're living in today, I think it's a very different place than what our parents were when they had like one job and that's what they used to do. I think the world is changing and I think someone that has multidisciplinary experience can really look at the world in a much more holistic way way. That's my first belief. And the second thing that I really believe in is really a global perspective, not staying in your own bubble, but actually going, living abroad, experiencing different places, different journeys, because it also then gives you a mirror about your spot. You can only really do that once you leave your comfort zone and, and leave. leave. So, so I really do that. So if you look at my career, I've, I've done that, as you mentioned in your introduction, but I've had experiences uh, working in the nonprofit world, social impact world. I started out in, while I was in the Hebrew University in my undergrad. I did a lot of different things and just exploring whether I was working as a professor's um, assistant in, in the Truman uh, Middle East Institute, whether it was working in Hillel, as a, one of the program directors, whether it was working, whether I did a fellowship to stand with us, which then sent me as one of the five people in the organization to do an, an internship in the Israeli embassy in London, whether I was a part of like One Voice, uh, which amplifies the voice of the moderate majority in Israel and Palestine. And I, and I had a chance to, to go tour the US and speak to the media and create, be a part of a unique uh, documentary between 10 leading Israelis, 10 leading Palestinians. I really did all of that in order to really understand uh, my place and where I want to be and, and all about that. That was the first step. And then I really believe in, as I told you, in, in really the global perspective. I am applied to a program called Sovey Scholars in Montreal, where they bring all the young leaders from around the world. You live in a mansion for a year and you, Bill Clinton came to our house, George Bush, et cetera. Wow. 
really a, and, and explore, really take a year of reflection to understand what you want to do in life. And everybody works on a um, social project company to make the world a better place. That's where I co-founded Contribute under the understanding that I really believe in the, in the aspect of social businesses, social impact, however you want to call it. That was in 2010, where that was really a, an industry in the beginning in a lot of ways. I, love exploring industries that are not yet matured because there's a lot of disruption to done there. So did that, but I also decided to continue my global perspective journey. I applied to a few grad schools. I already said that I was in North America and I was lucky enough to get a full scholarship to Harvard, my master's in public policy and government at the Kennedy School. And, and while I was there, I also, so at Harvard, you don't do a research thesis, but you actually do like a consulting project. And then I did it about promoting social innovation in Israel. And my client was the Schusterman Foundation. And also during my two years at Harvard, I brought a lot of classmates to Israel to show them the country. I also co-founded the first um, Harvard uh, Israel conference. Um, and I was also the head of the Israel, co-chair of the Israel talk. I thought that was something that wanted to explore a lot and everything really converged. And, and Schusterman then offered me to join them once I graduated. And then also my ex-girlfriend was in the US. So it was a good chance to stay there and everything in life. Basically joined Schusterman to moved over to Atlanta and with a role of really connecting Jewish influencers that until now have not been connected to Israel and the Jewish world in a more meaningful way. So it was really diving deep into, into different segments and understand what can be meaningful for them, given that they weren't attracted before and how you do it. Created a bunch of different things, like the first ever like dual hackathon, San Francisco, Tel Aviv, to attract like coders and developers. And we did a, a partnership with Games for Change to, to attract gamers and a bunch of other initiatives. And by then there was already the reality program that was attracting teachers through a leadership journey to Israel. So we took that concept and basically enhanced it into other forms of leaders um, and taking that program, which was only in education and make it quadruple it in size and going from three journeys, 12 journeys a year, building the team. And, and really because Israel is the best microcosmos to engage in your leadership, given it's historic and present and the fact that it's small, it really gives you that ability to go deep into your leadership and treat Israel as that canvas. So basically leaders from the tech industry, from music, from impact, et cetera, build like the educational program, which was the base. And then based on the on the trip, we adapted it and um, did that, had a chance to go back to Israel with the foundation, did another two years in, in Israel and then had the, had the opportunity to do a program from Singularity, the executive program from Singularity University, which is a program in Silicon Valley of NASA and Google together that really, the university of the future in a way, and they talk a lot about there about exponentialism versus linear, right? And how we should be in places that are exponential and, 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 and the growth. And I think that's, that's where we always should be, but it was a real spotlight. And I felt, okay, we built reality to where it is, built a team and everything. And now is the time to, we're in a linear place. It's time to move to a more exponential place. And Left was looking for the next adventure, had a few different offers, and then was sitting with a friend from Los Angeles, Sam Rosen's great entrepreneur. We were from reality and we were talking. We were sitting on Ben Gurion Boulevard with coffee and seeing the e-scooters, the private e-scooters go by. And then he said, do you know this company called Bird that started in LA? 
just a few months earlier, I think they're looking to expand globally. I said, this could be great for Israel. And he connected me. And then I went and they flew me out and we talked together on why Israel can be the, the ideal market. Then we said, we're, we're going for it. I think one of the things that I learned when you come to make a decision around where you want to be is really the dinner table. And you need to be very passionate in the dinner table about what you want to do, because that really encompasses everything, the position, who you report to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And for me, when I put my opportunities on a scale, it was very transparent that the place I want to be is bird. It's like the most exponential. We were, we're the fastest growing company in the history of the universe. So eight months, we were a unicorn with over a billion dollars. Micromobility is a great way to transform society and transportation. Love the team, love the culture, love the boss, love the, the fact that I really have the opportunity to run a market. It was really all in all, I, I knew I wanted to be there, joined Bird, built a team, launched the market two months later. And now we're two years later with over 5.5 million rides, 350,000 unique users. Everybody uses Bird. And you know we founded the industry just over two and a half years ago, and we founded it also in Israel. And it's been a great journey since. And I really feel that we're the mission of taking down car, private cars from the road, reducing emissions is really, really important. And it's amazing to see it come from a dream into reality. And, and I really think that all my past experiences have really helped me in, in this position of general manager, where I really have responsibility for all aspects of the business, because I can really dive deep in and out into anything. I don't need to specialize in one thing. And I think that the multidisciplinary that we talked about and the global perspective really bring it and converge it all together into this place. Wow, that's incredible. I really appreciate how fearless you are in your professional choices and your courage to go globally and, and start all these new things that haven't been there before. And I'm also, in my personal life, much smaller than any of the multidisciplinary stuff you're doing. But I'm even just like with my major at UCLA, very much struggling to pick because I'm a big fan of like holistic and totally hear what you're saying in the, in the foundation of, of learning a little bit in every area and wish that was easier to do in some areas. But I really, really love that that's like a value of yours. And as also I'm, I'm from the East Coast and go to UCLA. So I appreciate the, the courage in, in traveling globally. And the 5.5 million rides is so, so insane. It feels like Bird must have been built for Israel, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, I think it's given an interview earlier this morning. But when you think about it, Tel Aviv is not an obvious choice because it only has 420,000 people and 350,000 already did it. So almost every person in Tel Aviv has used a Bird, which is awesome. And I think it's really important for us when we come to a new endeavor or anything like that. It's not, size doesn't always matter. So we always need to think about what are the right attributes that will make a venture succeed. And in this case, it was pretty apparent to me from the beginning that Tel Aviv and Israel have all the, the different attributes to make it a success and to make it a micromobility leader, even though it's a small population. Because if you look at the attributes that are relevant to discipline, it's amazing weather year long. I was interviewed for the, for, uh, for the Wall Street Journal after five months of operation. So the reporter came and was blown away by micromobility and by bird and everything. So they wrote a, they wrote a story and uh, the headline was it's December in uh, Tel Aviv and life is a beach. So it's like, so weather is amazing year long. It has like early adopters and Israelis are early adopters in their nature, startup nation, etc. When they see a problem, they try to fix it. So by 2025, over 1 million 
cars are going to enter Tel Aviv. Israelis already understood that micromobility is the solution for that, combined with a millennial population of over 60% under the age of 40, it makes it a perfect city. It wouldn't necessarily be our first choice, but when you think about it more in depth, you understand. So I really think for people that are looking for an entrepreneurship path, etc., it's, it's really important to always look, not on the surface, but also what are the attributes that will make something successful or not. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I'm wondering after all these, this amazing journey, what obstacles you faced, if there were any obstacles that were like teaching moments for you and what that experience was like. For sure. First of all, life is a teaching moment to itself. So I think every, every, um, there's so many teaching moments. I wouldn't change anything, but there's always learning moments. Think about a lot. Nothing that really comes to mind. I think really needs to be a convicted of what you do and I think you need to be convicted in, in where you want to get to and not be afraid to try that makes sense I like that life is a teaching moment I think that's a really good perspective to hold on to and I think it kind of kicks to the last question and also ideas you've touched on the beginning about interdisciplinary study and having holistic perspective and global perspective um, but I'm wondering what core values have been guiding you in your decision making process and if those are the values how that impacted your choices 100% yeah I think uh, one thing I always have in mind is how what I'm doing helping society and, uh, and more importantly for me is how does it help uh, Israel and you know, a real big connection so it has to have those key denominators inside of them which that is uh, also a compass me as well and what I do and how it betters the, the society that, that I live in because that's what fuels motivation and only when you have motivation and you're fueled by it then you will actually enjoy what you're doing it's harder to do something or I don't believe in doing something that you don't not only enjoy but also see a value to it and it goes back again to the dinner table really a conversation that you have and the dinner table it really you have to have that drive and passion that you're actually doing something that makes the world a better place I and mean, then it can be in any avenue because otherwise you won't want to talk about it Right. Has that value been constant? Has that been at the beginning, even when you were exploring or how had that first developed? Yeah. yeah, I think in a way it's, it's always been there. And I think it's taken different shapes right. or forms throughout my career, throughout, throughout life also, until you figure out what you want to do. And I think also, I think in the beginning, and it's why I really believe in like exploring during university, I think that the stakes are lower because you have that time, but also the periods that you work on different things are shorter by inherent, uh, inherently. So there's a lot of great, uh, great things there that you can really try and, and see where you get to. I like that. It makes me excited about <laughs> the next couple of years and everything I can do. I think that's a really good compass value and definitely one that I hope to replicate in, in the work I do. I'm also curious is what advice has stuck with you? Does any, any advice you've gotten that has been really influential or impactful? Yeah, I've gotten great advice throughout the way. I think one of the biggest things that I really believe in, and it also connects to everything we talked about, but do what you love. Like, really do what you love and you'll do it well. I know it's a slogan, but never forget, I was sitting with two friends during the internship in the UK and in London, and we talked about life. We were post-undergrad, and I did my undergrad in sociology and political science. My other friend did it similar fields. And our third friend an engineer. And when we were talking, and he said, why did you go to study those things? You know, you, uh, I'm going to make much more money than you. And, and I said, I, okay, 
maybe let's let's wait and see and i think that my balance sheet is is much higher than his right now and i and i say that not to put other professions down and i think that every profession you need to do the what you love because only if you do what you love and i did what i loved i was good at it and if you're good at anything you'll find the right path and you'll progress if you do something that you a lot of people just go to study you know it used to be in law or whatever it is because that's what you need to do or that's what your parents told you etc and and if you don't do it with a purpose and you don't do it because you love it and you might well love it then you're not going to progress and if you're not going to progress you're not going to achieve what you want to achieve and you're going to be miserable so so my my advice from that is it's really in, in everything in life do what you love because I you'll be happy, you'll do it well, and you'll progress. And then it doesn't matter because you're going to be in the top. That's awesome. I'm smiling because I hope to make my own major that's a combination of political science, sociology, and I'm trying to add visual art in as well. So I, lo- I love to hear about that. And also many of my friends are in engineering and I think we've had the same conversation. Engineering, don't, we, don't get stuck in engineering because I think engineering is great. And, Amazing. You know, for a lot of people, it's, it is great. I know if I would be an engineer, I would probably not, it wouldn't be my style. So everyone needs to know what makes them tick. And that's why I really, going back to the earlier value is like exploring because only when you explore, you know. So you shouldn't like just dive into, rather get a more general sense of things. That's why I also like, I love the role of the general manager because it literally is very general. But you need to have all the skill sets from different, you don't need to be an expert in anything, but you to have all those different skill sets in order to create that holistic view and approach right yeah absolutely no shade engineers they're incredible i could never i can't do what they do and i admire it so much and totally understand what you're saying because you can't you can't know where you'll fit in best and where you can do your best work without this exploring that has to be done and thinking about israel and how israel's impacted your life and as someone who knows israel well and cares about deeply i'm i'm wondering what advice you'd have for young professionals or students who who move to israel what would you tell them I think each person that wants it should explore. And I think come, try it out, learn before, understand. You know, Israel is, I always used to say it on, on the reality journeys. It was, the, it was the first thing I used to say. I used to start and talk to the group and I used to say, you're now on a journey and, and Israel is a complex place. And if you leave Israel with, uh, with less questions than what you came into the journey, you did something wrong. I also encourage young professionals and and people to go explore, be open-minded and just enjoy, ask questions, be engaged. Again, there's no one Israel. Um, It's a complex place, but the most magnificent place in the world. And I think exploring it will unveil a lot of incredible things that you wouldn't have an opportunity to get anywhere else. To me, it's, it's home and it's the most special place in the world. That's great. That was our last question. So thank you so much for sharing your story and wisdom and incredible <laughs> path with Career Up Now, Social Distance Close-Up podcast series. I'm so inspired by your emphasis on exploring with this goal of, of how can I help my community? How can I help the world? And totally hear you and how necessary and important that is, but also in exploring is definitely a scary thing and the structures we're sometimes in don't always push us to explore i so admire how how much you've done that and how much you value that and hope to do that in my own life as well i'm sure you will it was a real pleasure thank you for having me and have a wonderful day thanks you too wish you the best in the future